On this week's Big Tech Show, how will the latest developments in artificial intelligence affect your life? Will you get new powerful personal assistants? Are you in danger of something terrible happening? We explain what's going on. Just a couple of weeks ago, Anthropic, which is OpenAI competitor, their startup lab, actually founded by former OpenAI employees, they actually eclipsed GPT-4 only just a couple of weeks ago with their latest model. And the internet went crazy. This is just better than GPT-4 at everything. So OpenAI had to respond to that. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, in this week's show, it's all about taking the hassle and stress out of cooking. From getting your food to last longer, to the best ways to meal prep, we're going to have it all. Bring us our top tips to make cooking really simple is food influencer Sarah Butler. Her Instagram page teaches easy and simple recipes for people with busy lives. She's just launched her new book and it's sold out in its first print run. She's absolutely fabulous and we can't wait to get all her tips and tools to make cooking a little bit simpler for all of us. Sarah, a really big welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm great, Carl. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to have you on. So listen, first and foremost, your book is sold out after a couple of days of, of, uh, of selling, which is great to see. Huge demand. And that shows just how popular food is at the moment. Absolutely. I think it's all about keeping it simple, real food for real busy people. It seems to have gone back to the craziness again. So it's just trying to get good food in a short space of time and using tips along the way to make that easier for people. And yeah, it's definitely, definitely something people want. Yeah. And is is it fair to say over the course of kind of lockdown and, and I suppose the last year and a half, people have focused back on food and on cooking more and realizing what they need to improve and what they need to, you know, to get new recipes, new content, new tips. It's been a big shift back to food and back to cooking as opposed to buying ready made. Definitely. I think a lot of people learned how to cook through lockdown because they had that time and they grew in the confidence then. I think the confidence is a big issue with people. They feel they can't cook or they don't know how to do it. So with that little break in lockdown, they really got the confidence and learned how to cook and are continuing, which is great to see, to do that. Yeah, and to get to know yourself a little bit, uh, why did you start an Instagram page around cooking? Uh, well, really, it was it was that my business, um, a wedding stationery designer, just stopped because obviously the weddings just stopped. So I had no work and I always loved to cook. And um, I just posted a picture of, I think, a meringue pie one day to my business page and everybody showed a huge interest in how to make it. So I did my first video and people requested more and more. So it, it just organically grew itself. And with what people asked me for, that's what I, I kind of went with on what I what I showed and cooked. And keeping it very simple. That's it. No, no crazy ingredients, no crazy methods, just nice and simple tips and tricks along the way that people will use in lots of different recipes. Um, so that's really what it's all about and, and how I'm now here cooking all the time on Instagram. And do you think it's that simplicity that's given you that real rapid growth? Because you know, you've a you've a big Instagram account, you've a really big following, obviously with the book selling out as well. You know, is it that simplicity that, that's led to all the growth? I think it is completely down to keeping it simple and that you can make an absolutely gorgeous meal without packets or jars. You can I, I show people how to make a very simple white sauce for lasagna. And when they see how easy it is to make, it's like the penny drops and they're like, this is doable. I can do this myself. You know, um, it, it's just very simple. And as I'm cooking, I'll put up a picture. You know, if you're making this, try adding this or be sure to do this. 
and they really, really love to see the tips, the little things like that. But 100%, it's just to keep it simple. It's like we're going back 100 years, like our grandmothers used to cook. Keep it simple. You can do it all yourself at home without crazy ingredients. And obviously, your food shop, that's a massive thing, is to kind of educate people into don't just go in and buy a random food shop. Have a plan, um, make a list of your dinners, and then do your food shop based on the ingredients that you need. Put your shop away. I know you're another fan of the Tupperware <laughs> Carl and an organized fridge <laughs> like myself. I have presses full of them, but it really makes all the difference to spend, you know, an extra half an hour just washing your veg, put your fruit away into your containers and then have your list of dinners. I literally have to stick it inside the press door so I can go on Wednesday. What was I meant to cook today? Because you forget. It's all great the first two days, but you do forget. And that's where it all goes downhill for people. So if you have that list there, you can check what's today. You have all the ingredients. And most importantly, food waste is not a problem because you're using everything up. You're using your leftovers. I show people how to use the leftovers. Always cook a little extra, an extra chicken breast or two. You have that then for sandwiches during the week or a quick dinner the next day if you're busy running around with kids and whatever else is going on. So that's really it. Just plan ahead and be organized. And it really does stick throughout the week for you. Yeah, that fridge organization is becoming here. I've been blown away by how effective it is and also how interested people are in Tupperware containers and fridges. They just, they lap it up at every post. <laughs> but actually it, it, it has massively reduced our own food waste and it, it improved the quantity or, you know, of, of, of stuff that we, we cook from the fridge. So there's less to throw away. I know you've given us loads of top tips that we're going to work our way through. So we've got 10 really good tips for people who are listening in. And we're, the first one you have is Sunday batch cooking. So using a Sunday or a day off to batch cook is really important. So important. That one day that you have off, just spend a few hours, get yourself a couple of pounds of mince, make up a couple of different dinners. You can freeze some um, get your chicken and your ham, a homemade ham as opposed to the packet ham. It's, there's no comparison and you will have that for quiches of olive oil, sandwiches throughout the week and there's, there's just no comparison in the taste. Um, get a couple of chickens on on a Sunday, have your Sunday roast chicken and then you've got an extra there, leftovers, have them in the fridge um, and freeze what you can if you know there's going to be a busy day. Make a couple of portions of shepherd's pie or meatballs or whatever, have them in the freezer labelled ready to take out for a busy day. So also with the baking, bake a couple of brown breads, scones, they can all be frozen, sausage rolls, have them in your freezer again, just to have ready to go. It really makes a huge difference. And so many of my followers now do that. Um, you know, I go on about the, t the ham and the two chickens on a Sunday and I regularly get sent pictures on a Sunday where they've, they've done this and it's made such a difference to them. So that's a, probably the biggest top tip is to get a day off and batch cook if you can. And chat to me around defrosting. So in terms of defrosting, how, what's the best way to do it? Is there a best way to do it? How, how do you do it for some people? Yeah, there's a lot of questions about this. I get a lot of messages where people, again, they're nervous, they're not sure. I would always say defrost overnight in your fridge. Don't take uh, something out and leave it on the counter. You just have to be so careful. And also something that a lot of people aren't aware of is if you cook, for example, again, we'll just say a shepherd's pie, you can only reheat that once. You can't reheat it any more than that. Um, so that's where I say to people, freeze portions as opposed to a big portion you only take two portions but you put the whole thing in the oven so always defrost overnight in your fridge uh, I wouldn't be a fan myself personally of cooking from frozen um, so yeah overnight in the fridge and you only reheat 
cooked meat once. That's really good to know because that's a mistake I, I've totally yeah. forgotten about until you brought it up just now. So I'm going to write that one down and make a, make a <laughs> note of it. Uh, your next tip is around kind of is buying kind of fresh mint and making lots of different stuff from that, isn't it? Yeah, mince is probably the cheapest cut you can get. Again, I always say to people, go to your butcher, get fresh mince. It's meant to go brown. It's not meant to be red in the packet for a week. That's that's not real life. So I always wonder, what do they put into this packet mince to, to keep it red? If, if you buy a pound of mince today, it's going to be brown so tomorrow. So that's normal. Because I'm, I'm the one who would throw it out if I see brown on a steak or a mince or anything like that. I'd, no, gosh, okay, that's, that's fresh. Um, and you'll have the blood in the bottom of the bowl. That's normal too. So mince is your cheapest cut. Go to your butcher, get two or three pounds, depending on how many you're cooking for. What I do myself is I'll make a big bolognese. Out of that, you can have spaghetti bolognese, lasagna, add some chili, have some taco fries and freeze them in in single portions. Um, Make up some meatballs. And you've got so many different dinners there. So cost effective with mince. You could make 15 dinners for 10 euros worth of mince, you know. Um, so that's a big one will be to go get your fresh mince. Really important. The, the, the texture of the meat itself, I sometimes find with the packet one that you buy, I actually did a test recently just to see the packet one that you buy. Um, and I'm not uh, against it. It's just completely my personal opinion. My father, it was a fourth generation butcher. So I, I think it's been bred into us to always have fresh meat. But when you fry off the packet mince, it doesn't break down. It stays nearly like in the little wormy shapes that it's in. It doesn't break down. It's harder. The texture, whereas a fresh mince, it breaks down lovely. Uh, so I've, I've tested it myself. And for me, it's the only way to go. Obviously, the taste as well is going to be a lot better. <laughs> Good to know. Tip number four is all about preparation and preparing ahead. Yes. Um, again, batch cooking. But if it's a thing you don't have that time, take 20 minutes at night. If you know tomorrow you're going to be making a stir fry, chicken stir fry, get your veg chopped up, sliced up into your fridge, get your chicken sliced up, ready to go. So when you come home, all you need to do is pop that into your pan. The kitchen is already clean, so you don't have pots and pans everywhere. It really does 10, 15 minutes the night before or in the morning. Get a slow cook on if you have the time. You know, pop that in your slow oven and leave that there for the day. And that's dinner done when you get home. And in terms of pots and pans, do you have any preference for, for you know, not necessarily a brand, but what everyone should have? Like for me, a wok, well, I wok everything, actually. I'd be very, I'd be very honest. I probably shouldn't, but I do because it's really handy. But so are there any kind of particular or specific pots and pans people should have in their kitchen? Yeah, lots of people ask me what my kitchen essentials would be. Um, a nonstick, a, a good nonstick pan will just change your whole life in the kitchen because no matter how much you prepare properly, if you pop that into a pan that's got non, not a nonstick and, or it's damaged, it's not going to cook properly. So I would generally every six months just buy uh, one of the Teflon ones because you're not meant to use metal instruments in these coated pans. You're meant to use wooden spoons and silicone, but you know what? We don't always remember that. Uh, I know myself, I don't. So that's where they get damaged. So I would replace that every six months. And I would definitely say to invest in a good casserole pot, like a Le Crusoe. That's great for your slow cooks. Um, so many different things. I think my one, I have it probably 20 years. They are pricey, but 100% worth it. So they will be the two kind of the two that I would use, I don't have, I have the wok there, but sometimes it can be hard if you could get a flat-based wok to sit on your hob. So that can be tricky. Um, so yeah, a good nonstick frying pan and a really good casserole pot definitely would be the two I'd say to have. 
Okay, great answer. Folks, you're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Next tip up is food plan your week. Very important. Planning is crucial for health. Absolutely. Um, as I said earlier, make a list. A sit down on a Sunday night or a Saturday evening or the day before you do your shop and make a plan. Think about what days you're going to be busy. So you might say there's two days here that I just do not have the time. So that has to be a slow cook or something quick that I can make ahead. Um, write down your dinners, do your shop. Do not shop hungry because you will buy things that you don't need. Um, top tip and get home get your shop put away it's, it's a little bit of pride to open your fridge I know for me anyways I go and open the fridge when I finish putting my shop away several times just to look at it and see how lovely it is it looks nice doesn't it it's that visual yeah. is really it, there's something the very calming about it yeah yeah. And that encourages people then to go oh what will I make today you know uh, by having that all organized they want to then reap the rewards of that hard work of putting that shop away. So definitely write the list of dinners, make your shop, put it away well, and stick that list of dinners where you can see it. So come Thursday, when you've completely forgot what was the plan, you can just check that and stay on track, you know, because it's towards the end of the week, you tend to forget and mm, we'll get a takeaway or I'll just grab a pizza or something pre-made. And that keeps you on track. And at the end of the week, the amount of people that have said to me, it really, really works. You know, there was no food waste. So once they do it a couple of times, it becomes natural then to them. And is it handy for people to have specific meals for specific days? You know, the way, in, you know years ago when I was growing up as a kid, Friday was fish day. Yeah. And every Friday you would just have fish. Well, that's kind of gone. But I've seen it on some people's Instagrams where, you know, it's pasta of a Tuesday, pizza of a whatever. So every day has a specific kind of theme almost. And does that work for people? Um. I don't know as much if people do that because life is just so busy and you don't know from one day to the next. Me, myself, I try to, and, and a lot of people say to me, I just, I'm cooking the same food all the time. It's the same dinners all the time. Um, and that's for the ease of it and the quickness of it. But that makes people get bored with food. It's not exciting. So I always try and say to people, if it's only one new meal a week, just try one new meal. It doesn't have to be a, a crazy fancy meal. Just try something new. And obviously on the busy days, go with something quick or a slow cook. Um, we don't in this house. I tend to go to the butcher first. He's always the first place I'll go. I get my meat and then I base my week around that and also around, I know I'm going to be too busy on two of these days. You know, another little top tip is you're in the door, you don't have time to wait for, say, your potatoes to boil or steam, just chop up some potatoes and oven roast them. They're working away, you can be doing something else, you know, little things like that. Or if you're rushing, don't have 40 minutes for the potatoes. You know, rice and noodles are a really good alternative and work really well with lots of different dishes as a quick carb replacement or, you know, to, to add in instead of potatoes. You know, we'll have a chicken curry with potatoes or we'll have meatballs with um instead of pasta we'll have them with mash so a lot of dinners you can mix up the dinners that you use by changing up your carbs and of course one of the, the, the next key tips around busy days so you know you've chatted about it a couple of times already which is that it's that planning it's that prep it's having stuff in the fridge having stuff in the freezer so on those busy days that we all have you've got you've, you've things there to use yeah, for example, this week, uh, there was not much sleep in this house. We've been packing books um, 10 days straight. But one of the day, I still managed to get a dinner on the table every day. But, but for example, one day I made the homemade goujons and I just made a second batch. So we had four breasts of chicken between us and I did another four into a Tupperware container ready to go for 
the day after that or the next day, because that will keep for two to three days, depending on the sell-by date. So it, it took me the same amount of time, maybe five more minutes to do the breadcrumbs and the egg and everything. But there is a dinner ready to go, whether it be for tea or you know, in a baguette for lunch with a salad or a stir fry. Next up is around exciting sandwiches. That already, even the, even the, the concept of sexing up your sandwich, I think is a really good <laughs> idea because life's too short to have boring sandwiches. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody loves my sandwiches when I put them up and I'm terrible. I'll go in to make a ham sandwich and then I'll, I'll be pulling everything out of the fridge to make it lovely. So ways that you can um, excite your sandwich um, would be the likes of pesto, red or green pesto. They also freeze really well. Sometimes you'll find you'll only use half of that. So you can freeze them in ice cube containers if, if you know if you don't feel you're going to use the whole thing. Again, money saving. Um, white cabbage, believe it or not sliced very, very finely is gorgeous in sandwiches. Um, what else do we, like different types of breads. Don't just use your, your slices of bread. Get some baps, wraps. You can freeze them all. Have them in your freezer, baguettes, you know, just pop them in the oven wrapped in tinfoil for 10 minutes and they'll, they'll defrost fine or take them out overnight or that morning. So mix up your breads and melt, you know, pop your cheese on into the oven for a few minutes, melt that nice mix of lettuces, you know, try rocket iceberg um, and maybe like a mayonnaise mustard mix, just mix a little bit of mayonnaise with your mustard, little things like that and just see what's in the fridge and even a grated carrot is gorgeous in a sandwich and obviously leftovers if you have leftover chicken, ham, you know, base it all around that. And what's the, what's the best way to store a sandwich? So for people listening in here, going back into the office ourselves, going back into recording studio and we're going to bring a sandwich in, What's the best way to store that? Or is there, you know, is it tin foil? Is it in one of the, you know, the, the Tupperware lunch boxes? Or, you know, what's the best way to get it to keep really well? I always send my husband off with a Tupperware container and he kills me because he's like got this big box with the sandwich in it. And I'm like, you don't want to squash your sandwich. You want it to be perfect. So I would always wrap it in a square of kitchen paper first, then the tin foil, and then into the box because I know it's going to be thrown into the back of the car and I want my sandwich to be as it was when I made it. Obviously, the likes of tomatoes, try and layer them between your meat and your lettuce so that they're not on the top where the bread and the wetness of the tomato will make it soggy. Uh, but yeah, always goes into a Tupperware container for me. Okay, and that is, I suppose, the final big tip that we have, which is get get into the Tupperware buzz, get onto it, because it will transform your <laughs> kitchen, it'll transform your, 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 your larger, if you have one, or your presses. And even in terms of your lunch and keeping your lunch fresh, it'll transform that too. So get onto the Tupperware bandwagon. Yeah, definitely. I have presses full of them and I love them. <laughs> there is something in it in terms of the, the visual of it. Like you vis plus you get to know your presses and your and your 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 fridge a little bit better. You know exactly what's in there, so you're more likely to use it. Well, you're more likely to use it and it's also going to store your 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 fruit and veg or whatever's in your fridge better. You know, if you have a tub of strawberries, for example, and they're all in on top of each other. Like, it's funny, the things you learn as you go along the Tupperware journey. You know, I found that uh, a flat but wider Tupperware is better for strawberries and raspberries where they're not on top of each other. That way they don't tend to rot as quickly. They've all got their own space and they're not layered, so they don't go soggy. Uh, the same with fresh herbs. You know, I'll put them into a, a longer, shorter, if that makes sense, container so they're not packed on top. Um, but yeah, the Tupperware is great. And you can get them with like a raised base on them so that if it's something that might get wet in there, it's going to drip down. And I'd always put like a layer of kitchen paper underneath the um, 
the strawberries and that just to absorb any any moisture. You're so organized. I'm listening. I thought it was great till I, till I came into this interview. And mother, you're just you're, you've got, you're just you're so all over, which is great. I, actually, I've seen those new Tupperwares recently in Dunn's. They have they have like a mesh thing so that they, yeah. for presumably the likes of raspberries and fruit and stuff like that. So they're not getting soggy on the bottom. They seem to be really good. Yeah, and a slice of lemon is always great to keep the lettuce. That that's gone down really well. I, I saw that on your Instagram and tried it, yeah. and it actually makes it. It does make a massive difference in terms of uh, in terms of keeping it without a doubt. Um, final question is this: if there are if there are any key recipes everyone should know how to do, what are they? What are your top kind of go to recipes that everyone should be able to do? Um, I think to know how to make a sauce. For example, you can have your pan fried chicken. And you can make a gorgeous white sauce. We'll go with the white sauce. There's also the tomato based. That is simply melt a little butter, add a tablespoon of flour into your pan, mix that up, add in your stock, whisk it with a whisk. You won't get any lumps if you use a whisk. And then if you want to make that creamy, and you see a recipe and it's a creamy something, that's simply just a dash of cream in there or a little milk. If you want to make a tarragon sauce, you just add your tarragon. You know, you can make so many different sauces with the same base. You, exactly the same sauce for your lasagna. Just add some white cheddar, you know, and you can mix that up. You can have that chicken with mushrooms, tarragon, white sauce. You can have a volov. It's the same for volivans, you know, add your parsley instead of your tarragon. So something like that. If people know how to make a basic sauce, they can really mix that into different dinners. And again, it's all about the method. I always fry off my meat first. And then I set that aside and then I do my veg so that that gets nicely um, browned and it's not all in the pan. And then I'll return my meat. That's your base, basic meat. Then you add whatever veg you want. You know, if it's shepherd's pie, you're mixing that up with the Worcestershire sauce. Um, if it's a chili con carne, you're putting chilies in, tin of tomatoes, stock. A lot of the ingredients are, or the recipes are the same basis of, of a one method, you know, so just to use your imagination with herbs and spices and things like that. Again, the chicken, add some paprika and chili, pan fry that. Absolutely gorgeous in a stir fry. Add in your peppers and your baby corn. Use your chicken with herbs. Mix it up with some oregano and fresh thyme. Pan fry that. Have that with some noodles. You know, just little things. Just mix up your herbs and your spices. And the same method can make a completely different dinner. As ever, and anyone who comes to chat with us about food, they all make it sound so simple. You make it sound all so easy and so hassle-free and so foolproof. But really good tips, really solid content. And as ever, it's going to improve people's health. Uh, and that's what the show is all about. So thank you so much for Absolutely. joining us today. If people want to find you on Instagram, tell us where we, tell us where you are. My Instagram is at Sarah Butler Official. And my website is sarahbutleratome.com. Amazing. Sarah Butler, thank you so much for joining us today on Real Health. Folks, that's it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. You know where we are, at Carl Henry PT on Twitter and on Instagram. And we'll see you next week for more Real Health. So long ago. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.